You're listening to the Old Guys Talk Metal and Sometimes Punk Podcast. 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 All right, you're listening to Old Guys Talk Metal and Sometimes Punk, the podcast. Yes. Today we have the world famous Peter Abraham, talent buyer in New York City. For how long, Peter? Like 25 years plus or? Yeah, I'm like somewhere in the 25 to 30 year range at this point. But it's, you know, New York City, California, Colorado, I've been around. Nice. So what made you get started in the business? What made you start doing that? Uh, you know, I kind of fell into it. You know, in the early 90s, I was, I was living out in southern Colorado in Telluride and uh, sort of living the ski bum existence and uh, had a friend who ran one of the music clubs and uh, he asked me to, uh, to to manage the place. And then uh, within about a half a year of going through a couple of people who were the talent buyers there, I started kind of buying all the talent besides running the place uh because as it was when i was running it i was sort of keeping track of everything else on the business side of it so and then uh it just kind of fell into it you know and and i, I really loved it i loved it i always loved music and the live music side of things so um you know it just was a, a natural fit and definitely wasn't going to make a living like a professional skier back in those days that's for sure so and for all the hippie dippies out there i believe that uh it was one world cafe and that was pretty much the springboard for um for string cheese incident, right? String cheese incident, yeah. Leftover salmon. Leftover salmon. Like, uh, yeah, leftover salmon. There's a lot of... Uh, I did government mule out there. Government when mule. Like first tours through. There was, there was a lot of stuff. A lot of the aware bands, you know, that were on the original aware compilation stuff that was coming through because it was definitely kind of a hippie, you know, bluegrass scene. There wasn't much on the metal and the punk side of things, you know, in, in Colorado in those days. So, Well, yeah, that's true, especially not in Telluride. No, it was, it was, it was. There's it was, no metal in Telluride. <laughs> There's no metal in Telluride. I, I, I think I actually tried a couple of metal shows down there, and it, it wasn't very successful. A couple of, like, uh, Scott Punk shows and stuff. Uh, but besides Sublime, we did Sublime down there, and it was successful. But uh, when they were early on, on the, on the, on the get-go, you know, at the moon, actually. So Yeah, the moon, the moon saloon. Who was, your, who was your first uh, show you booked? you remember your very first show you ever booked? Very first show I booked. Um, well, that might be pushing it, Bobby. Yeah, um, you know, man. Like, I, everybody I don't know knows they're first. <laughs> I don't think I do. I don't think I remember. Well, that's reasons why you don't remember. Oh, well, yeah, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it was definitely there was definitely strings of you know lots of string cheese left over. Um, acoustic Junction, man. There was, oh, there was Acoustic just, Junction. There was, wow, that's a shot out of the past. There's, there's uh, who else? The Grape. From uh, Athens, from uh, from Atlanta, yep. White Buffalo, an old band from Athens, Georgia. There was a bunch of them, and you know some of the New York scene. You know, Xanax Twenty Five came out with uh, the the with the with the Mule, and definitely they were sort of on the uh, they were calling themselves Whipcore back in those days. They were sort of the Nightingales, like uh, downtown New York City bands. You know, and they were coming out with Warren and Woody, um, stuff like that. And uh, yeah. if it, for those of you who don't know, he's talking about the mighty Warren Haynes. Oh yeah, the the mighty, the oh, behemoth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, and then sort of segued from you know Colorado doing that for a bunch of years, and and sort of kind of had to get away from that after a little while, it was a little closed in. So ended up going back to New York. So we could so. safely say you've done uh, five thousand shows. 
Oh, easily. I, I, right now, as it is, I mean, uh, I'm running about, until the pandemic hit, I was running about five, 600 shows a year, uh, let's say for the last 10 years, you know, and just in New York City alone, between the multiple venues that, uh, for the company I work for that, that we have. And I also do shows in DC and Northern California and some stuff out in Hawaii these days also. So, hmm. kind of a three-man circuit. So what's like some of your most memorable shows that you remember in your in your opinion with their really, really, really great shows? There's got to be a few that stand out in your mind. Stuff that I went to or, or stuff, stuff that, that I, you that really I, you promoted that you really enjoyed? I mean, that you... Um, man, you know, there's, there's been so much, you know, over the years. Um, you know, in, in the last number of years, uh, right before, about the year before the pandemic, about two and a half years ago, I did a... George Clinton in Central Park with uh, Galactic, Fishbone, and uh, Ivan Neville's Dumpster Funk, and that was just a great scene, um, really off the charts. Um, took George out to Hawaii, that was great. Um, you took George to Hawaii? Yeah, we did George in Hawaii for five nights. He, you know, believe it or not, he had never he had never played in Hawaii. He had spent a lot of time there over the years, and uh, but he had never actually played until about I think uh, two years ago, actually in April, we brought him out there and we did a string of shows. It was, it was amazing, actually. Uh, yeah, you know, Owen Owen Wilson and some people showed up for the show. Wow, crazy. So you yeah, got him. So you so you got him uh, at the height of his sobriety. Yeah, like, for of lack course, of a better you know? term. <laughs> well, he's come, he's, his career has definitely come around. You know, it's, it's ebbed and flowed over the years. Um, yeah, you know, there's, there's, man, there's so many great shows. Um, you know, did the Toots and the Maytals. Uh, I brought Bunny Whaler for reggae stuff uh, back from Jamaica. He hadn't been in New York in 25 years, and I brought him back. And the mayor of New York came down to the show and was hanging out with me and Bunny Whaler in the dressing room. It was pretty crazy. Wow. You know stuff like that. Um, you know, <laughs> that almost sounds like you're setting me up for a joke. Yeah, Mayor of New you York know, Buddy Whaler and Peter Abraham show up in a bar together. Yeah, I don't know. You know, back in the day when when I was in Tahoe, you know, I, I did. Man, I brought uh, I brought the Punkarama tour out there with Agnostic Front and uh, with All and the Buddha Glow Skulls and other bands. You do a lot of you uh, do a lot of punk, a lot of stuff that's slightly stupid and. Yeah, all those guys. Yeah, we've had you know, slightly stupid on the show. Right. Yeah, the scene's definitely, you know, it, it depends where you are in the country. When I was in California, it was, you know, there was a lot more punk and a lot more metal going on in the venues besides the, sort of the jam band stuff. And New York, it's definitely the same thing. It's, it's it's sort of all over the place, you know. We're doing regularly amounts of stuff, regular stuff. And a lot of Latin music, a lot of hip-hop, just everything across the board. But definitely metal, punk, everything, you know, so... So give us some dirt. Tell us a crazy story about something that happened. Oh, about us, Sean, or back in the- <laughs> No, no, not about us. No, we'll no. get to that later. What <laughs> <laughs> are some wacky things happen in Shoria? Like, wait a minute, man! And people are like, you're, "You're you're responsible for this." I think I remember. I remember you saying a, telling a story about Sly Stone. Tell us the Sly Stone story. Sly in the Family Stone or just Sly Stone? Sly Stone. No, it was just Sly Stone. I, I, I had a, I had Rufus was, uh, he was supposed to be playing with Rufus in New York City, and we had some problems with the gig, and we had tried to cancel it. And Sly decided that uh, he didn't want to cancel it. So uh, the band, the, the guys in the Ruf band, Rufus was in New York City, and Sly, who's you know, he's uh, he's an interesting guy these days, and, and what has happened to him, he's, he's God bless him. But uh, he jumped on an airplane, and you know, with pretty much a uh, 
was pretty much a one-piece, uh, like old-fashioned '70s uh, silver ski suit and uh, '70s ski as, uh, suit. Oh yeah, it was unbelievable. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, like, 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 it's like silver metallic. You can't even. So imagine. he was wearing like, this. He, he, wore he showed up the, wearing that. He wore it on the plane. He, 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 dude. Not only that, he had no luggage. He had no clothes. Oh my god. Up, he had a, he had a Roland uh, keyboard with him and. Which was broken, and he ta- he duct taped the thing up and carried it on the airplane with him, and then showed up in JFK. He didn't tell anybody he was getting, he was flying. He hadn't flown like I think in like twenty years or something like that because he's like totally you know paranoid and has all kinds of issues with things. And and uh, he got off at the airport in JFK, you know, and we we had to go grab him, and you know I don't know we, we hooked him up, grabbed him some new clothes, and his sweatsuits and stuff, and it was an interesting evening, you know. So uh, it's. Uh, definitely interesting so how did the gig uh, go <laughs> the gig uh was rough you know it was, it was definitely <laughs> one of the, the rougher nights i've had in my life for sure it's it, it, i hope it was going to run smoother but it was uh it was interesting it, i heard you had to start taking anxiety medication after that show yeah a little bit <laughs> <laughs> i think i think anxiety medicine for every show you kidding me come on <laughs> um now there's been a lot of good stuff um you know, did a lot of shows in the city with BB King and Buddy Guy over the years, and you know, met a lot of a lot of the folks. Um, you know, I know you guys like to do the metal stuff. Um, man, you know, Ingve. Uh, you know, did you ever did you ever talk to Ingve? Yeah, he's a, he's not a nice guy. <laughs> That's what I hear. I heard he's really a jerk. Don't quote me on that, please. I mean, it's I'm, too late now, bud. I mean, he's known when you do an interview with Ingve, you got to meet him at a castle with a goblet of wine. You know, you got to go where he tells you to go, and really? that's it. Yeah, goblet of wine. Yeah, can't he has be, a rough, can't, can't just the, be a glass. The ruffled has to be a shirt goblet. on and the velvet smoking jacket, whatever. Has to be a goblet. You can't yeah. have a glass of wine. Yeah, he's not. He's yeah. known not to be a nice person. I don't know why. Because he's Ingve, he doesn't need to be nice. He's a fucking shredder. Who cares? Uh, yeah, well, there's a lot of shredders. I know. Oh yeah, you know, showing up with like fifty amps, like the wall of amplifiers. And, uh, <laughs> I love that. I love are they wor- are they working amps? No, or they're, they're dummy cabs. They're dummy always cab. dummy cabs. Come on. No, they, they weren't dummy cabs. They were all, they were all working cabs. They, they were all working cabinets. See, you bad mouthing me for no reason. Where did he bring them no, in? No, they were they were all working. I, I have pictures from it. It was it was unbelievable. It's pretty hysterical. It's final tap to the core. Wow. So how did they bring that in on a big old meat rack or something? How do they how do they how do they bring how I mean. So when I did the Slayer show, they had fifty dummy cabs. Yeah, and it, it was it wasn't that big a deal. You just roll it right off the truck. But how do you roll fifty full working cabs off a truck? Come on, people! It was brutal. My my, my production guys weren't happy. They, I can they imagine. All day. I can imagine they, they were worked, not they happy. They worked all day and they worked all night. Ingvir was having tea at the off. time, right? Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, what the sl- the Slayer cabinets. You just threw them up there, ratchet straps, and they were good to go. I mean. No problem. Sure. Yeah, and they only have one amp in the back, like a it's Randall. Not good enough for Ingve. <laughs> you understand? They have like a Randall amp in the back, mic'd. That's it. That's oh, yeah. it, huh? Kerry right. King. That's what he had. I don't know. Uh, what do you mean you don't know? You know Kerry King is. I don't remember what the amp was, dude. I know, but it was Kerry King who did that. Who? Slayer of Slayer. Yeah. What I'm saying is Slayer had 50, 50 dummy cabs, but then behind the cabinets was their guitar tech. Okay. And he just has one little amp. Nice. And then we mic'd really? that. We mic'd that. Nice. That's amazing. Yeah, and he works all the pedals and everything, too. The guitar tech. No way. Yeah. The guitar players don't hit pedals. He does. In the back. Come the un- on. The unsung, it's unbelievable. The unsung heroes. Yeah. Huh. 
It's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the guy was a genius. It was, truly, I mean, he was a genius. Yeah. He was also sure. the drum tech. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't make as yeah. much as Kerry King did. I doubt that. it, but he, but he got there first. First thing we did was a drum set, you know, on a, on a rolling stage. It goes in the center. And then... And he sets up all the, we set up all the dummy cabs and everything and all that. And then he's got his little amp back there and right. guitars go through it. And but Ingve brought his own. <laughs> he brought it all. Bring the, he brought it all. Yeah. <laughs> Ingve brings it all. Even into the House of Blues or something like he'll that. He's still got 50 cabs. He'll never compromise. <laughs> Ingve won't compromise for anybody. Oh, no chance. No so what he's saying to me, I've never met Ingve, but I've heard he's a hard guy to get along with. There he is. I yes, can imagine. I'll slap him silly. Go ahead. <laughs> So besides yeah, Ingvi, who else do you got in the metal world that you've done shows for? Uh, what's that? What are, they, what are their acts? Like yeah, that? as far as the metal community goes, the metal. Oh man, uh, let's see. Where, where I'm trying to think. Where do I belong? Uh, there's definitely some Latin metal. Uh, Molotov, Mago de Oz. Uh, what else have I done? Um, uh, King Diamond. We did in the past. Um, loudness. Uh, loudness. I think King Diamond was the last concert that Bobby and I actually went to. Yeah, before COVID hit, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we are doing all kinds of stuff. Misfits in the past. Um, you know, it's, it's, I'm trying to think. Um, hmm. Hold on one sec. Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I don't, I'm trying to think about it. Uh, off the top of my head, I mean, there's been a lot of other, you know, punk shows and things like that that we've done also in the course. Um, but... Um, Bad religion in the years ago. We used to back in the wetlands days. We used to do uh, hardcore Sundays where we would do either hardcore shows, or we would have punk shows, and it could be anybody from Ignite, you know, to to Reach the Sky, and you know, Gnostic or Mad Ball, and uh, you know, any, any of those. Well, we uh, know New York City's the epicenter of of punk, and you, oh, well, dude. I mean, Ed Fletcher and I were so stoked when we played at Wetlands because the next night was Osric Tentacles, yeah, and they showed up. <laughs> Well, they were never invited to CBGB, though. But they showed up. They should know. But Osric showed up at like four in the morning to load in, and we were loading our gear out, and we were just like flabbergasted that we had actually seeing Osric because Ooh, they come at four in the morning. Get out of your mind. It's New York City. Oh wow, never sleeps, does it? One band's off the stage, Nick band's going oh, on the damn. stage. Damn. All right. Trying to get their sound checked. That's, in. That, that's even early by New York standards, though. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it was. The guy had like Osric. guy had like seventy delay units up there, went, <laughs> or something. Like that. He went down to the Waffle House afterwards, or what? <laughs> I don't think there is a Waffle House in New York, is there? Shame, shame, shame. Not in the city, anyway. Not that I remember. I don't know. No, it's not. You know, in the city, it's, you go for late night Chinese to Wo Hop afterwards. You Absolutely. Go to so nice. Get, get Uncle Phil way. and the late night Chinese. Oh my god. Oh, god. <laughs> it's not good for your colon. Oh god. Or for God yeah. forbid, Ben Waller shows up. Exactly. <laughs> Who knows? Hysterical shit. So what? What uh, do you think's gonna happen with the industry, man? I mean, it started to come back a little bit, you know, as far as concert go, but you still got to. I, so, I, I think it's come, go ahead. coming back like gangbusters. You know, um, right now, from my end of things, um, I'm actually, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty super busy actually these days. Um, it, it's picked up in the last number of months tremendously. We're we're. Currently, we're doing like uh, so just in outdoor shows, Northern California, out in New Jersey, and, and various places. And um, I have coming up in a couple of weeks. I have Dark Star Orchestra, and then uh, Dark Star, Disco yeah. Biscuits, Disco um, Biscuits, right? uh, Los, Los Lobos, a bunch of different stuff that we're doing. Um, and then um, 
that's sort of segueing into where we're reopening our venues in September and already like booking and pushing hard, you know, for fall booking. The feeling I think right now is, is that as, you know, as the country ramps up the vaccine uh, rollout, you know, it gets to a point where, you know, people over 16 or w- whatever age knows that's young enough in the high school age are able to get vaccinated freely and, you know, there's no real line for it. At that point, I think, you know, you, you, you have a choice and, and, and industry will come back after that because, you know, we're, we're going to get to a point come June where there's enough of the population been vaccinated and, and, you know, people are just wanting to move forward. They're done. And I knew they've been canceling a lot of uh, the big festival, the 2022, like a big download festival has been moved yep. and all this stuff like that. And walking open air, I don't know if that's opening, it can happen or not, but. Yeah, everyone's been pushing back to the fall. There's some of the festivals in the summertime are hanging on for dear life. Uh, yeah. Part of me thinks that part of me feels that it's a ploy by Live Nation uh, to hang on as long as possible so their stock value doesn't, you know, take a hit. Um, That's know, probably it, not a bad uh, a bad thought. That sounds like something they would do. Yeah, it was definitely. You know, I I, I have I have that I've been looking at on the you know on the East Coast that socially distant shows that that haven't been released from some of the festivals and things that are, are that are still there and potentially teetering and you know they're just waiting and the, the agents are talking to me and the managers are talking to me and they, they think it's probably going to cancel but they're just you know Live Nation's not ready to do it and not put it in and I definitely think they're the, the longer they can kind of keep that look going you know the, it's better for their value and what they're expected to uh, expected profits are going to be for the year whether or not it takes a hit up down the road or not but in the short term i think it just shows better for them mm. i think that has a lot to do with it uh, but I, I do think by september october i think things come back especially on the national level well i know, know live nation is definitely buying up venues they just bought the van buren here in phoenix yeah I heard they're, that, they're back they're back on a buying spree yeah so but they still you know they still furloughed a lot of employees and, yeah you know there's now, trust me, I worked for them for seven years. I know all about it. But the but the the <laughs> fact is is that they they have the ability to swoop up some really good low hanging fruit right now. Some a right. lot of clubs are on the skids, and they're just going to swoop in and buy them and save them from their debt and all their problems, and then just own the venue. Yeah, yeah. Which is I, what, I, well, I you know the price has gone through the roof. Is to go see a concert at an arena. Forget Dude, it, man. So I've seen some tickets for two thousand bucks. I know. Then, then they have the, the different package, the VAP package, and all stuff like that. And like, jeez, man. Well, I, I think it's I think it's because that, like you know everyone's dealing with lowered capacities. I mean, with the shows that we're dealing with, we're you have to charge more because you have a lower capacity, or you're having to pod the shows, or you're having to do you know driving in. It's, it's Drive-in you know, shows, us, really? Come on. Yeah, you know, I, I did them in the fall, and I and I, and I did them, and we did them with Railroad Earth and, and Twiddle in the fall, and, and they were fantastic. And we have, we have a big field out in northwestern Jersey where we're doing uh, the biscuits and DSO, and and it's eleven acres and it's spaced out. And it's awesome, and everybody's you know everyone's gonna have a great time. And you know, we have full production and full stage and full sound and lights, so not not the not the bullshit where they're just trying to you know trying to sending it to your car so can you imagine uh, the parking but, lot nightmare trying to get out of there at the end of the show Woo! i guess well, people at that know, point just sleep in their car no you know but it's again it depends what you're doing we're doing it in a rural setting where it's really out in the middle of nowhere in a rural valley that you know that is just easy and when we did them last year it was it worked great actually it was 
it was it was it was incredibly organic and fantastic just to see live music again on a big stage and rock. And we did we did a, a string of uh, Halloween shows and it it, it actually it, it was rejuvenating for me to to do it to see it and to know that that even as as fucked up as it was to do it as a drive-in show in a big field and the whole thing like that it was it was awesome you know and I had friends and people who came and everybody thought it was awesome so. Uh, you know, part of me thinks it's where it is and how it's put on, you know, like it's really, it's like everything else in the world, you know, so like you can, you can do anything anywhere and it can suck and you can do anything anywhere and it can be great. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of variables that go into that. So, um, well, let's stay yeah. on the great side, not on the suck side. <laughs> Trying hard, man. Turn it up. More production. You know, when we're back to normal when the mosh pit reopens, then you know you're good to and go. And you know it will with a vengeance. There's <laughs> gonna be a lot of yeah. people punching people out there. <laughs> yeah, getting crazy, getting all the yeah pent up frustrations yeah. out of. That's why I stay here for the mosh pit, man. I'm too old for that. My Medicare Part B doesn't cover it. <laughs> yeah, I, I miss it. I you know I miss being in a show and you know and everybody being sweaty and you know and, and that whole the energy that comes with that and and it's just gonna take a little while i think for the ptsd and you know for everybody to, to, yeah. to regain trust and the you know for for everything that's been around unfortunately but it'll, it'll make us appreciate it a whole lot more so if you want to bring back live music the message here is go get vaccinated asshole what the hell's wrong yeah. with you what are you yeah. waiting for why are you waiting do it now well, i, I I just think it's inevitable. I, I think that if you're going to want, I mean, listen, I don't necessarily know if the vaccine is the end all is the answer. I mean, especially with, you know, they're saying that you're going to have to booster it and do all kinds of stuff. But the flip side is, is that if, if for anything to really write itself, it's, you know, and if you're going to want to go see a show, you're going to have to get vaccinated. Otherwise you have to show. Proof I mean, the human body will adapt and become quite efficient at getting rid of it. Like did the flu and everything else. I think, I think it, well, it's going to be here to stay. It's like, like the flu. It'll be here to stay. I get shocked by the anti-vaxxers, too, because it's like with all the abuse I've done to my body, why would I care about a vaccine? Really? Yeah, I mean, it was, come it's on. No, it was no, it's no big deal, people. Come on. And there's a lot of <laughs> misconceptions about it. But, hey, you want to go see live music? You want to bring it back? You want to get back to have a good time with your friends and, have, and you know, get vaccinated? Yeah. What's the problem? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, and you, you, you want to go see a game or you want to go travel internationally or anything like that? You're going to have to yeah, And if you're worried about a chip, let me tell you something. You're already finger-fucking your phone. Because Sean and I have plans to go to <laughs> go go to the festivals in Europe. Uh, walk in and we want to go to Hellfest and, all, yeah. you know, Resurrection, all these things. And come on, people. Don't ruin it for us. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know how many years I have. Quit coughing on me and go get your vaccine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're in worse situations. The rollout's, you know, much slower and unfortunately so it's it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. I'm, I'm We're like the number one state for the rollouts. Arizona's like number one for getting things done here. Four million people have been vaccinated here that's already. Right. We, only have, we only have seven million in the state. So yeah. that's pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. People are doing it. 24 hours a day we get the vaccination sites. They're up 24 hours a day. 24 hours. Clock. I got my vaccine at 3 o'clock in the morning. Did you really? Yeah. In a line of like 50 cars, 50 yeah, fifty bays of vaccination. I get my second shot Sunday. I mean, I'll be at done the, at the Cardinal Stadium. It was yeah. massive. It was seven in the morning. <laughs> yeah, my next one's That's at awesome. ten. My next one's at ten thirty, so I get to sleep yeah. in a little bit. But we're <laughs> <laughs> well, still getting vaccinated. It's what matters, man, because we want to get back to doing what we do best, and that's concerts and yeah, getting out, talking to bands, talking to the people, talking to the fans. Everybody misses it, man. To me, you yeah. know, it's an experience. It's always an experience. And I always come away with a lot of good memories from your show, I see. Always. 
Oh, we, not just the bands playing, but the people there and the not just I your meet. shitty cell phone photos, but the no, actual my memories. shitty cell phone, photos. <laughs> my shitty King Diamond cell phone photos. <laughs> you got the Burzum shirt on. Yeah, <laughs> miss some guy with a Burzum shirt. We're like Burzum, <laughs> Jesus Christ! You hardcore black metal, if you know what Burzum is. <laughs> <laughs> you don't just wander into a Burzum shirt. Her, yeah, who the hell wears a Burzum shirt? You don't find it at the thrift store. No, you don't. You gotta man. seek you that gotta, out. You gotta, you gotta put it. In, yeah, especially yeah, especially order an anvil comes in from Europe somewhere, some forest unknown. It comes <laughs> from a forest some ho- unknown. Some black hawk drives out, drops out in front of your house. So I don't, I don't know. If Peter knows who the I, Swedish the Swedish Forestry Service drops it off to you. <laughs> oh my God! Do you ever do any black metal bands at all? Yeah. Um, He's, yeah. Like, of course. This is, the question for Peter is what has he not done? Yeah, but I want to know with black metal bands. Okay. We're doing black metal tonight. So I want to. Oh, my God. I got to think. I got to. Uh, Did you ever do a band yeah. called Mayhem? Haven't done Mayhem. Uh, actually working on stuff with Cradle of Filth right now and Double Driver. That's not black metal. Yeah. Um, there's definitely been some. My brain is like black uh, metal's like Dark Throne and Behemoth and yeah, Nightwish, all that shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, um, yeah. It's been a number of years. You know, it's, it's been a little bit uh, in the city. It's been sort of a number of years since we were doing stuff like that. But uh, yeah, we were a little while back. It was a lot of Swedish stuff was coming through, and then again, it's like every, you know, in the last couple of years, everything has sort of just shifted. So. No, I have no idea what Did you ever like do a show and like four people showed up, like like nobody was yeah. there? Yeah, the meat puppets. Sly Stone, <laughs> Sly, Sly Stone, the meat puppets. Now uh, Sly Stone, a whole bunch of people came back. You know, oh, like, really? Yeah, do you remember, Sean, do you remember the band MU Three Thirty? Yes, absolutely. What was it called? All right, MU Three Thirty. They were they were like a, kind of a shop punk band from Kansas City back in the day. Yeah. They're not around anymore, are they? No, I think they're long done. But I, I did them in I did them in Colorado, and I think four people showed up. And, and one of those four people was Bobby Brown. Oh, you know what? Uh, so listen, this is in Telluride, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was there that night too. Were you were you, were you one of the four people? <laughs> no, I was one of the I was playing at the Moon. Oh my god! You mean I was Bob- playing at the Moon that night because I met Bobby Brown that night too in Telluride. Bobby Brown, my prerogative guy. Yeah, Bobby Brown. Yeah, My prerogative. <laughs> he came in. He came in looking for cocaine. He was trying to buy cocaine. That's what he was doing at the shows. He, he didn't mean to be Literally. the fourth person there. He just Literally, said, yeah. In Telluride. Literally, him, him and Whitney were on vacation. In oh, town and, uh, yeah. And he was trolling the town for drugs. He's he trolling was like, the, the, yeah. he was trolling the punk sky and stuff. <laughs> yeah, these metalheads he, got he some weed. Through, he, he actually got on stage on with the MU330 guys and did a tune. Oh my in god! Front people, in front of me and like two other people, and then like like jumped off the stage, like like did a shot and walked out of the bar. Wow, pretty funny. Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you found it's his cocaine that night. You think you scored some coke that night? I, I know uh, I didn't no. get him any. You're into you into like uh, Jello Biafra or something. Sean, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because uh, years later I did I did a number of shows with him just because I do a lot of R and B stuff and, and hip hop things in, in the city and in down in DC and. And uh, we were joking about it a little bit. Pretty funny. You know, I mentioned to him about that night. And he was just laughing. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Him and Whitney. Oh, yeah. So so, so when that happens, there are four people. So you still got to pay the, the 
you got to pay you the. Do the damn show, man. It yeah, happens. Yeah, who makes the money? Nobody makes any money. The club make any money? Where's the money? Listen, man, I toured oh, the country. I toured the country for fifteen years, and I'll tell you, you, it's just sometimes it's just hit and miss. You got to pay to play. Yeah, you'll play in St. Louis. It'll be a huge crowd, and then the next night you're in Lawrence, Kansas, and it's like crickets. Who told us the story about Peter Tork for the monkeys? You try to bum money for like a, a beer. Oh, that was a, your friend in New York. A beer and a hot dog. <laughs> that was your friend in New York. <laughs> oh, the, yeah, Peter Tork. <laughs> he had no money. He needed a ride. He would have money for a beer and a hot dog. Come on. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he could have Yeah. He tried to bum a ride too. You got any gas money, Peter? No, you don't have any money. You can't even buy it old style. What are you going to do? <laughs> Jeepers. Peter Tork. That's crazy. I w- you wouldn't think that would be the case. You'd crazy things like that happen all the borrow time. borrow five bucks from Davy Jones. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mickey and Davy got the money. Mickey and Davy got the money. Yeah, Mickey Dolan's smart, man. He got some money out of it. Who knows Michael sure. Nesmith? I don't know. I don't have him. You know, the Nick, no, I, think, I think Nesbitt, Nesbitt is really the one who got the money out of it. I think, yeah, uh, I think uh, <laughs> they, they were just worth they, they could make the money while they're touring, you know, so or they could before Davey died. So, right, yeah, not just the Peter, well. not just Peter Tork alive. It doesn't work. <laughs> they toured again. They toured again. It wasn't that long ago. Peter Tork. Yeah. No, the the monkeys did. Peter Tork without Davey Jones. Or Peter yeah, Tork was it Peter Tork there. I, yeah, I would think he is. It was all the guys except for Davy Jones, right? He look all skinny. Yeah, he, they, they, <laughs> the, the, the tough one over the years was getting uh, Mike Nathan uh, back. I, I think to, to, to sit in with them and play again yeah, with them. But they, Nesbitt, they, Nesbitt, oh, was well. that it? Yeah. Was that what it was? Nesbitt, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. He, he like he had all the publishing, and he wanted nothing to do with anything else. That's right. Yeah, probably hanging out with Tordy Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> The guy's just making money just sitting there because his songs are getting played in Japan oh, yeah, and everywhere wouldn't else. You? <laughs> well, yeah, he's raking it in. Why does he care? Why is he going to go out there? Why wouldn't either, man? There's all kinds of shit like that. You know, like I, like a couple of years ago, I did the uh, the Guess Who. They came to town. Ooh, the Guess Who? I was like, the Guess Who? Really? Mm-hmm. And uh, all it was was the bass player. Everybody else was new. But he, he even managed to retain the name and traveled as the guest. So what do you guys think about all these retro shows doing, like, the 80s retro shows, like these one-hit wonders, you know, like Millie Vanilli, whatever is going on? Hey, man, they, so we got to make a living? Get them out there. Why not? Yeah. yeah. You can play at the casino and do the 80s uh, the eighties thing, and, you know, you got Berlin and... Uh... Berlin is only Terry <laughs> Nunn now, I think, but... Yeah, I think I'm just the, saying, uh... you know, I, I dig those shows. They're cool, you know? I mean, why not? Yeah, Why not? Like why not? Billy Ocean... Pat Benatar's got to make a living, right? Yeah. I, I'd rather see, like, Fastway or something like that, you know? Yeah, Fastway, say what you Flock will. Flock of Seagulls, yeah, they get out there. <laughs> Flock of Seagulls. They're out there, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, but man. Loudness is still playing. Loudness is out there. <laughs> and all, well, all these yeah, bands, because they make no money, like Bullet Boys or Warren, they still got to tour, like, nonstop. Queensryche is throwing, like, nonstop. Yeah, Queensryche's still out there, man. I did a show for Queensryche uh, about two or Three years ago. I mean, because yeah. they, yeah, did they re- reunite? Did they reunite with Jeff? Or no, they, no, their new singer is kick ass. They though. have Todd Latore. He's great. He's your singer now, and he Guy's sounds no just joke. like Jeff Tate. Dude, he's yeah. awesome. He sounds great. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, because they, they, they had the big lawsuit. Yeah, it's the same with uh, with Allison Chains. They got the new singer too, and he's great. Yeah, they come out and see the with Queens like Latore a lot. Yeah, but there's there's a, there's a major difference between Allison Chains and that Lane's dead. Right. <laughs> Well, there is that. <laughs> well, Jeff Tate's career is kind of dead too. Jeff Tate's actually was it Jeff Tate's Operation Mindcrime? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I did yeah, a number right. of shows. We we did some shows with Jeff and and his and his uh, side thing. His, his thing. Yeah, he Man. lost a lawsuit. Yeah, he said, you know, at know. least he's doing better than Sebastian Bach. Queensrÿche still rock it. <laughs> he still rock. 
Sebastian Bach, nice. Yeah, yeah. The never allow him back in his kid ready. He guys said, nope, never in a million years. I don't care how much money you throw at us. We're not doing it. Really? They must hate him that I much. Did, wow. Yeah. I did I did Ted Nugent a number of years ago. You'd appreciate that, Sean. That was, uh, that, was, that was a great experience. Oh, I've done my share of shows for the Nuge. Trust me. Talk the, about gummy cabs. The Nuge has gone in. You guys agree with me? Nuge has gone insane. He's just insane now. The stuff he know. makes up with his mind. Does he live in Montana or something? Or? I thought he was in Michigan, but Maybe I don't know it sounds now, he man. seems like he would be Michigan. Yeah. Well, he he's still got a chop, you know. Yeah, still, no, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, but you know, he's, maybe he's still walking around the loincloth. I don't know. No, he's a right wing fuck nut now. He's walking around in That's uh, what I'm saying. camouflage. Because he said yeah, the whole the whole much. the whole capital the whole capital invasion was all black life supporters and stuff like that, disguised as Antifa or whatever. What? Yeah. What the fuck are you talking oh, about? Yeah. They were carrying trouble. Look, read it. Read it. I'm not going to. I don't even this, care. This is him trying to judge. <laughs> this is how crazy he is, man. He, he's he's still, definitely a Trumper. There's no doubt about he still that. Still has a chops, though. <laughs> ten, ten, terrible. Ted always. It, it, be cool. I think his great quote when we when, he, when we had him in New York was that there's, there's no such thing as uh, a red state to blue states. There's only red states with blue smudges. Like, oh, oh. Nice. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. you're in New York, buddy. I don't know. Whoever, <laughs> anybody can write rip on yourself. Yeah, anybody can write Wang Dang Sweet Poontang is okay with me. He ain't playing in Louisiana. Yeah, what about this? Is just what the doctor ordered. That was a great song. Cat scratch yeah, fever, on, man. Cat scratch fever. Shit. Crank yeah. it up. Stranglehold. Immediately. Stranglehold. If I heard that come on the radio right now, I'd crank it up. I'd Double be like, live- dude, Cat Scratch Fever, are you kidding? Double Live Gonzo, my friend. Double Live Gonzo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> intensities, intensities, intensities. Yeah, Ted Catalog speaks for himself. He's awesome, man. But it's, uh, he's just a lunatic beyond that. So. Yeah. I like it when he, when he tries to join bands like Damn Yankees, stuff like that. Yeah, oh come on, God. man. Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Damn Yankees, yeah, right. Yeah, but you know he's a shredder. What was the name of that band he was in first before he was Ted Nugent? He was in another band. Yeah, I can't the, remember the name of it. Yeah, the oh yeah. God damn! I thought I wanted to call say the Outlaws, but I know it's not the Outlaws. So I'm wrong. No, no, it's Amboy Dukes. Amboy Dukes, good call, yeah, buddy. Right. Woo, yeah. nice, Bobby. Yeah, he's the Amboy Dukes, man. That was man he's, not, he's not even looking at his phone. I promise. I'm not, I just know this stuff. <laughs> Took me a little second. I go, Amboy something or another. Amboy Dukes. Yeah, god damn. Yep, he was good in that band too. He probably eats all your whole meat tray gone. Then yeah, the whole meat home, tray. <laughs> no vegetables in this diet, man. Meat tray, that's it. Yeah, he's the whole meat tray. There's nothing left. <laughs> you go back there, there's just some celery. <laughs> Who else was memorable as far as as, as, as you've been chosen? Like, somebody's a real... Yeah, give us some dirt, we, man. We, we know Ted's a nut, but... <laughs> yeah. Everybody's memorable. Uh... I mean, I, I mean, for shows, doing shows, or yeah. stuff that I've seen, or, or whatever, man. You know, come on. I don't know. You know, I mean, like you know, some of my earlier stuff that I saw, like I mean, I saw ACDC and Madison Square Garden on the Flick of the Switch tour, and I had third row seats right in the middle. That was fucking badass. And God, I'm old. Um, you know. Uh, well, the name of the podcast is Old Guys Talk Metal. So. Yeah, no, but I, that you're among friends. Really old, it's okay. uh, you know. Like, <laughs> Old like uh, Naked Ray Gun, I see. Mm-hmm. Naked Ray Gun is one of the greatest bands of all time from Chicago, my hometown. Oh, I, I used to go see Naked Ray Gun all the time in the small clubs. Oh, yeah. And they actually I brought him back out because the Foo Fighters played Wrigley Field one year, a couple years back. And they had Naked Ray Gun open the show. It was Naked really? Ray Gun, Urge Overkill, 
Off in Illinois, Cheap Trick, and then Foo Fighters. Wow. In Wrigley Field. Huh. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. That's phenomenal. That's it was phenomenal. cool. Just sort of like when John Bon Jovi brought back Aldo Nova, tried to give him a little boost in his career again. He brought Aldo Nova back? <laughs> Did he bring Aldo Nova back? Yeah, he tried to. Not, not quite, John, I don't think. You know, but. Bon Jovi tried to bring back Aldo Nova because he was inspired by him when he was in his youth. So what happened? That did he said he was a fucking mess and just didn't work out. Whatever. I want to bring back Triumph. I'm, I'm bringing back Triumph, dude. You're bringing back Triumph? Hell yes. Fight the good fight. <laughs> Allied Forces, World of Fantasy. I know? was wondering why he kept wearing that red spandex suit. <laughs> I didn't say you sent me Hager. I said I Triumph. I love the Triumph. Well, what's his name? The, uh, the, 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 I did some stuff with him also. He played a number of times. Uh, Triumph. Look at that if you're going to bring back Triumph, I'm bringing back April Wine. Ooh. Vandenberg. Vandenberg, yeah. Nice. What am I with Vandenberg? Yeah, Vandenberg. <laughs> yeah. We'll bring back, well, I we're going to bring back House of Lords. House of Lords. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going to do. Right. How about the Saints of the New Church? Remember that one? Saint, I mean, Lord, it, Lords of the New Lords Church. Lords of the New Church, yeah. That Lords was uh, um, Stiff Baders. Stiff Baders, From yeah. the Dead Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Or was that band afterwards? They had a hit there or two. Yeah, they had. Not as cool as Dead Boys, but whatever, you know. Yeah, but Stiff Baders. You guys, you guys, you guys ever get Cinderella or Rat on here? You got any of those cats from? Uh, Which the, version uh, of Rat? There's four of them. Uh, <laughs> that's not. There's only one in the TV commercial. No, well, no, that's Stephen <laughs> Percy's in that one. Cinderella. I don't know happened to Cinderella, man. They're like in limbo. I haven't heard anything of Cinderella. Yeah, I've done the rat yeah. show. I did rat, poison, motley crew. You probably and have no problem getting bang tango on. <laughs> <laughs> that ought to be an easy phone call. <laughs> They're what living in Tijuana start? somewhere. <laughs> Who? What do you want? What do you want? Dude. Why are you calling me? Are you going to sign us to your label? Is there, still, is there still a metal scene like heavily in, in, in L.A. these days after once everything clears itself back up, or does, does that come back? Or There's still an everything scene in L.A. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every kind of music lives there. I mean, the metal nowadays is really, really hardcore. I was really hardcore stuff, you know, brutal death yeah. metal. And- yeah, we've come across a couple, like, uh, didn't we come across like a black metal band from L.A. recently? You know, there's one here in Arizona, a bunch in Arizona, black metal band in L.A. I don't know. I don't know. Our friends at Puya are in L.A. Yeah, Puya is in L.A. Yeah, yeah. Man. I love Puya. Those guys are great. Yeah, he was on there for like three hours talking to us on a podcast. God, yeah, we did a podcast with him. It was like three hours. Yep, yep. It was awesome. He's amazing. They're working on a new album right now. Should be out pretty right. soon. What a, what a great dude he was, man. And, and he's and he's so proficient Yep. in everything. It's just he is, he and he it. wants us to go to come to his house in uh, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico and hang out yeah, at his gonna, house. We're gonna go and, couch and li- surf Puerto Rico and listen to metal <laughs> metal on vinyl in, in his living room. <laughs> that's that's fabulous. That's fabulous. Yeah, that'll be cool. <laughs> have you guys have you guys been turned on to Molotov at all? Have you do you know those guys down from Mexico? No, oh, from I Mexico. Never, didn't hear, no, I never heard of Molotov yet. We need to check that out. Yeah, yeah they kind of like the Metallica of Mexico. They're off. Awesome. The Metallica of Mexico. Mexico. Wow. Yeah, sort of. I do a lot of shows with those guys. They're they're fucking great. They're they're they are true. Uh, they're they're huge. They're huge all over Mexico and South America and Central America. I think because get a, get us a phone call with them. We'll call them up and talk to them. Maybe Ebo produced him. Who knows? Ebo may have. Yeah. Because Ebo got us from Puya with Ramon from Puya, the founder Ramon Ortiz. Yeah, he did mana. Yeah, yeah. He did mana also. He did mana a bunch of mana records. Mana 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 mana. There's so many good because 
the Hispanic and the Latin American never gave up. Nobody's really given a medal except for the U.S. Because now you get whatever junk's on the radio. European, you can see how big the festival in Europe of metal. It's just the U.S. Oh, they love it. They, they love it. Like uh, I, I do stuff also with like Pantheon Rococo from Mexico, who are like sort of like kind of it's almost like a horn version of like a Spanish Mexican version of Sublime, sort of like on mm-hmm. on steroids. Fucking great, man. Like, yeah, and, and there's and, Los Amigos Invisibles from and, Venezuela. And there's so many different genres sure. of it. It's not funny. So many different genres of metal. Like last week we did like yeah, Mathcore, Dillinger Escape Plan, and Car Bomb, and all these yeah, bands. Yeah, a bunch of New York bands, yeah. Really, New really Jersey, cool yeah. stuff. Cutting yeah, edge, you know? There's always been the heavy scene for sure here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, New York will always so, have that. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. And I wish people well, would open up their eyes and, you know, we're, we're trying to do that, and we've been pretty successful getting metal back out there amongst people. We do anything we, we yeah, it ebbs, it ebbs and flows. I think, you know, it's like everything else. It's, you know, it, it comes in and out of vogue and, you know, like over the years, fluctuates. Well, my favorite catchphrase is that metal sales have gone up 167% in the last three years. <laughs> I don't even know if it's true. I just say that anyway. <laughs> I just say it anyway. <laughs> hysterical. Yeah, my, 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 some of my friends, uh, you know, out, out in Reno and Tahoe, they're all like, yeah, you know, like, punk's not dead. It's just, you know, it's got a sprained ankle and it's hobbling, you know. <laughs> yeah. Punk's not dead yet though I like that Punk's not dead It's a straight neck And it's hobbling <laughs> I, saw him, I saw Punk puking In the back parking lot He's still totally alive Don't worry about it <laughs> Oh no I know For sure. It's awesome I know People were trying to pass off Green Day as Punk I'm like oh, No man what? Come on now Yeah I'm like Oh yeah. man How they say I, There's they... a big punk fest Going on in AZ Coming up here in a couple months And, and they have an uh, offspring Is Green Oh no Okay, well, Offspring I can deal with, I guess. But I'm still not a punk band. Anyway, I guess not. Pennywise and stuff like that. L7's more of a punk band. Right. Is Pennywise playing? No, they're not. They played last yeah. time with L7. They were here. And in Offspring, I think, were there, too. But Yeah, this year it's Offspring. Oh, come yeah. on and play. I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want yeah. to. But I want people <laughs> to come on and play and go see shows again and get vaccinated and be, stop being idiots. Because I want to get back to seeing Iron Maiden and all these people, man. And yeah. get back out there and see all the bands we love so much. Yeah, man. And we're missing Judas Priest again, 50 years of Priest or whatever. Judas Priest, right. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still hell-bent for leather. I'm hell-bent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hell-bent for Lycra. You're still I mean, screaming yeah. for vengeance over here? He's hell-bent for Lycra. All right. That's funny. <laughs> hell-bent for Lycra. Well, Peter Abraham, we thank you very much for being on the show tonight. We're gonna uh, post this podcast here, and we, you know, put all your social media links yes, on and there. Tell the people and, uh, where they can get a hold of you. Want people to reach out to you, or it's up to you. Are you just a private yeah. citizen? I mean, I don't know what you're doing. Um, I am a, as a private. Yeah. Um, and, well, thanks for having me on. First off, uh, of course, I, it's great Absolutely. to great to be talking with you guys. It's hysterical, so it's always great to catch up with you. Um, yeah. Uh, how do you want people to reach you? Is you, you can go, just going out to the world, so we can just put the links oh. in, in the in the podcast, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'll, yeah, just, uh, just uh, whatever. You got my you got my email, link, right? Yeah, my email. Okay. Yeah, but add that. That's great. Okay. Um, yeah, man, and uh, I don't know. I hope I I hope I see you one of these days, Sean. It's been forever. I'm gonna be out in uh, I think we'll be out in Cali actually in uh, in, in summer, hopefully for some shows. So. We'll see you at the next Rammstein show. Just let us know and we'll be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely, for sure. I love it. 
Especially if it's well, Rammstein. Thanks, Especially if it's Rammstein, <laughs> Rammstein will be there. <laughs> Yeah, well, you got you got to get him here first. That's going to be the tough part right now. Yeah, it's right. a tough part. Yeah, I still want to book yeah. Hawkwind and Osric Tentacles throughout the United States. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but I'm going to try. He's still talking about Hawkwind. Good. I know. Yeah. I'm still gung ho on Hawkwind. Really? You want to do that to yourself? Bullish on it. Yeah, totally want to do that to myself. <laughs> yeah, I probably have to fly them all in and get them rooms and everything, and then they just like are just. He's been bucking for these Hawkwind puzzles they put out. Some little. You're going to have to find 21 rooms in every city. Exactly. Like uh, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah, with special oh, well. bays for levitation. Nice. All right, so cool. Peter, thank you so, so much. Yes, thank you so much. You listen to the Old Guys yeah, Talk Metal and Sometimes Punk podcast. It's Peter Abraham here this evening. The crowd goes wild. The crowd goes yeah. wild. Yeah, yeah, rock on, guys. Yeah, thank, rock you. On. thank you. Talk to yeah, you again man, soon. Later. 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 Bye.